Hello, hello, and welcome to the Awesome in Seattle podcast. My name is Christian Nossen. Today, we have the wonderful Jason Saldariaga and the beautiful I'm Charlotte Reynolds. Sorry Yay. that you're not beautiful today, Jason. It's fine. I've it alternates. We have our good days and our bad days. <laughs> My makeup is running after this morning. <laughs> I got all did it up. We recorded some some TV footage. TV stuff. Yeah, for the American Dream, our next upcoming American Dream episode. Um, so today we want to talk about different neighborhoods in Seattle. What's going on with them? What our favorite uh, up and comers are, and kind of our favorite neighborhoods in general. Uh, but first, we want to really just talk about what's going on in the market. So I think we're kind of seeing a tale of two markets. We talked about this a lot in our video market updates, but not too much on our podcast. So let's kind of explain what's going on. I know that you guys both just in the last week, week and a half have some great examples, personal examples of clients that you've helped of ours to get offers accepted or make offers for. Um, so Charlotte, why don't you start it off? Why don't you explain kind of what you've done, what you've experienced in this market just in the last week? Yes. So I've been experiencing that typical, really competitive Seattle market that everyone's mm -hmm. kind of been familiar with for the last couple of years or so. Um, earlier this week, I put in an offer, a house in Greenwood, um, really great house. Uh, we pre-inspected and did everything. We came in super competitive. We're mm -hmm. able to waive a lot of contingencies. We even escalated like pretty well over the asking price. Um, but they had a total of seven offers and we were top two, but unfortunately they, they just got beat out. It came down to pricing in the end. So yep. um, super common thing, you know, back when people were paying, you know, yeah. like 100,000 over, it wasn't quite that much, but still, you know, people just getting priced out. Mm -hmm. And we haven't really seen a ton of multiple offer situations over the last six months it's more rare to see those definitely but then literally just 20 minutes ago before we start recording this you just submitted another offer yeah. and yeah i submitted an offer um on another house in shoreline actually and uh, when i called the listing broker yesterday he already had five offers in hand and they're not Ooh. even looking at offers so until not today looking at them for another 40 minutes or so so there's a, at least six <laughs> at offers least on this six. house probably more at this yeah. point yeah i mean even during the pre-inspection, there were two groups of people that came through to see the house. Wow. And then when I was showing them last night around five o'clock, there was another three people that came through during our showing as well. So Jeez. just so many people through and there were no pre-inspections, surprisingly, aside from ours, um, as far as I'm aware. So hopefully wow. that will give us some leverage. Yeah. Um, but we'll see what happens. But that just goes to show that one of the sides in the market is it's still very competitive. Yep. If a home is priced well, it looks great online, it's staged, photos look good, um, and it's in a good location, it's gonna get offers. If it's not, Jason has a good situation to explain about that. Yeah, I had clients um, a couple weeks ago, actually not even like a month ago. and a half ago, I showed them this, ha this uh, property, it was in Ballard, three-story townhouse, really nice. At that point, it had been on the market for a significant amount of time, maybe 120 days or so. And uh, it was just priced too high. Mm -hmm. And they had lowered the price kind of over time, every few weeks, but it still was kind of overpriced. And then my clients, after like a month and a half of uh, looking at stuff, kind of came back around. And uh, it was still on the market over 160 days from when it was initially listed. And uh, they were able to come in and, and get an offer accepted that was... Uh, 
I think pretty great yeah. for them. Um, I mean, that was so a big place. It, it kind of, bedroom. Yeah, it kind of reminds me what we're talking about. There's a Bjork song. It goes, I have seen it all. <laughs> this song is called, I have seen it all. <laughs> and this is what the market is telling us right now. It's just all over the place. <laughs> Basically, the gist is, if it's priced well, it's going to sell quickly. If it's not priced correctly, it's going to sit. If you overprice it, your days of being able to overprice and get what you want just are over. So you got to price it competitively these days, and it has to look good. Yep, 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 yep. So that's what we're seeing, which is interesting, because we weren't seeing, like I said, a ton of competitive situations over the last six months or so. And we're August 28th today, so... I mean, we're at the end of August, and it's starting to heat up again, which is interesting. Yeah, it's starting to heat up. It'll be interesting. Once the weather shifts, which it kind of does, mm-hmm. the market comes with it mm-hmm. a lot of times. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out this year. Yeah. I think also, you know, there might be some dynamic at play with the new zoning changes. And mm-hmm. I think people are really starting to realize light rail is actually closer around the corner than, than they thought than they were thinking it was. Jason, so. actually, why don't you give us a, a, a somewhat of a prediction? I'm throwing you out there. I'm just throwing it out there. But give us a prediction of what you think or foresee happening with number of listings and maybe even buyer activity from September, October, November, December. Well, historically, uh, December and January are the months with the lowest sales mm-hmm. in Seattle. So we should see it kind of uh, the, the amount of inventory significantly decrease mm-hmm. um you know there's a lot of logic behind that number one the weather um you know it, real estate is cyclical it, it is tied with schools because a lot of families don't want to move in the middle of school year jobs are tied in with schools for the same reason also you know in may kids uh, college graduates enter the job market so there's a lot of purchases uh home purchases then so it's very cyclical and in the winter not so much you know it's obviously a slower time people are visiting family and stuff and you got holidays too and people don't want to move in the holidays so we we generally see it uh, calm down and at the same time there's a lot less buyers so it's it's a double whammy so like less inventory plus fewer buyers mm-hmm. so it's not that it's more competitive because there's less inventory it's just the market calms down a lot of agents n- not us okay <laughs> but a lot of agents out there come around this time of year they start like calculating okay how much money did i make this year okay i'm not gonna work after october yeah and they just take the rest of the year off yeah yeah so um, we don't think that's fair to our clients, so we don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. I like I like the winter because there's less competition. Yeah, it's a little more fun. And, yeah. and I have this torch light. I think I've mentioned it 53 times in this podcast. Yeah, I have this amazing cra- it's like, flashlight. It's like, you mentioned this at least once a day. Yeah, <laughs> of course. It's the brightest thing about me. <laughs> Your flashlight. And it is ama- it's the world's brightest flashlight and you just my clients are like i can't see this house i'm like give me a second and i pull out this tiny little thing it's like seven inches long or so <laughs> and uh but it packs a bunch and it's amazing <laughs> and the whole house lights up and the neighbors are like what the hell just happened anyways police police yeah. <laughs> all right so that was awesome now let's talk about some up and comers um, Charlotte, what, what neighborhood do you think is kind of up and coming that, that you think people should be paying attention to? Yes. I have talked about this in the past. Yes. The whole Northgate, Lichten Springs region. Mm-hmm. 
um, is where I think is going to start blowing up. And we've seen the home prices in Northgate kind of start to increase already with the anticipation of the light rail. If you so drive that, up there, you can see it's yeah. definitely, it's, it's, you know, close. it's real close. And I think that they're actually um, ahead of schedule. They might open early. Yeah, that so would be awesome. That's exciting. Well, yes. check with Sound Transit, but <laughs> <laughs> that's what I've heard. <laughs> Rumor is. Um, yeah. So, um, but if you go across I-5, the west side of I-5, there's mm-hmm. Licton Springs there. And um, again, they're building that pedestrian walkway from the college over yep. to the light rail station. And so... I think um, it's on 101st or is it 103rd? I think it's 101st. I think Basically, it's 101st. Basically, 101st, that yeah. street that goes east-west <clears throat> is going to continue across i-5 to the light rail station as yes. a pedestrian bridge yeah so like within five minutes you can get across the freeway to the light rail on yeah. foot it's just going to be insane so that's going to affect the the property values quite significantly and it, we haven't really seen it yet mm-hmm. in that area so that's where yeah. i would focus on the west side the northgate mall side we've definitely seen a change in prices but not so much on the east side. yeah so between like 85th and 105th on the west side of i-5 yeah yeah, cool. Um, I kind of have a feeling Mount Lake Terrace is, is really an up-and-coming area. There's The light rail is going to be right where, if you're going on I-5, there's that big parking structure, park and ride, um, already next to the freeway. That's where the light rail station is also going to be. There's a big pedestrian overpass over I-5 where you can get on a bus in the middle of the freeway. That's the area that I'm talking about. And We've seen some increase in value, but I don't think we've seen enough yet. I think we're going to continue to see more and more, but that also is a later uh, station that's going to open up. Uh, I think it's 2024 is when that one's supposed to open up. So that's still four and a half years away or so. Yeah, and I think my I'm going to have two because I can't make up my mind. I think these are both controversial. Number one, I'm going to tag on the same bandwagon with the light rail, but go the opposite direction. Um, people forget that light rail is going all the way to Tacoma. And I drove through Tacoma yesterday. Why? (laughs) You know what I'm going to (laughs) say. And I'm I'm just like, why, like, what's how, why is this not, why is there not more focus even this far, but even closer, like federal way where there's going to be stations as well. So it'll be interesting to see they're still finalizing where those stations are going to be. And I think that's, what's really holding up the, the uh, up and coming status of those areas, because we don't know yet exactly where where they'll be. The other one, this is also controversial, South Lake union, because they have a lot of apartments right now. But they also have a ton of, uh, for Seattle, high-rise, 40-story um, condos that, depending on the economy, might shift to apartments. But if they are condos, they'll uh, right now there's few condos in yeah, that area. Yeah, there's really not very many at and all. And so that might very much change the market in that entire neighborhood and kind of open up an area that people just, I, I've never showed a condo in South Lake Union, I don't think. I've only done it a handful of times. Yeah. There's some really nice houses in Cascade and stuff. But Mm -hmm. anyways, those are my two areas. Controversial. You know me. What, what, what? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Well, let's let's transition to the neighborhoods that we think kind of are our favorite neighborhoods. We're going to go in the same order. Charlotte, you get to go first. I love Ballard. (laughs) Of course you do. Stealing Jason's <laughs> thunder. I know. Mr. Awesome and Ballard awesome Instagram. And Ballard. I'm sorry, and you're but stealing it. When we were deciding on those Instagrams, I really wanted Ballard. But 
I decided to give it to you because I'm nice. <laughs> um, but no, I love that neighborhood. I love the the nightlife in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It's super fun. I think it's really cute. Um, and then they have the locks down there, which I've been really yeah. like, I used to go down there as a kid all the time. And then this summer I've just been like, I kind of rediscovered it and I've been hanging out there a lot. It's really pretty. And, you know, getting to see all the boats go through is super cool yeah. and stuff. That's literally so. where Jason and I just were earlier today shooting that American I know. I didn't get to it go. Was... I'm so... I was bummed. I actually hadn't <laughs> been to the locks. Once we got there, I realized I've not been there since I was a little kid. Yeah. Probably, I remember we went on a on a field trip, and I left Seattle schools in first grade, second grade. So it had to have been. I mean, I couldn't have been more than eight years old the last time I was there. Yeah. Which is crazy. Hasn't really changed much. No, it looks exactly <laughs> the same. Exactly the same. Yeah. The busiest locks in all the country, <laughs> Ballard Locks. Pretty crazy. Yeah. And it it's is. crazy that, that they put a ferry through it a couple weeks ago. I know. I saw that. That was insane. Yeah. Anyways. There's a time-lapse video if you're bored. Look yeah. it up. It's Google it. Interesting. Um, my favorite neighborhood is the neighborhood I live in, and that's View Ridge, kind of the Sandpoint View Ridge area, Magnuson Park. I love it because, well, actually, we're here at the Sandpoint Country Club right now recording this podcast, and I am literally just staring out the window. I just saw a bald eagle fly by. I'm not even joking. Um, I missed it. <laughs> I, yeah, it was awesome. And it's it's just gorgeous. And it's close to pretty much everything. Um, it's easy to get east-west from this side as opposed to Ballard. Yeah. Where it takes, you know, 20, 30 minutes to get to I-5. <clears throat> from here, it's like 5, 10 minutes to get to I-5. So it's a, it's a lot easier to get around. Um, yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. I'm a big northeast Seattle fan. Yeah, and I, my favorite neighborhood, I have two again. And, You're so um, extra. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Number one is Capitol Hill because that's where I became a man. And <laughs> if you know what but I mean. But you can't go there anymore because too many people know your walk of shame. Oh, but what a walk <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's an amazing neighborhood. Very central, obviously. If you look on a map, you'll understand why. Yep. Um, and there's everything there. You never need to leave that neighborhood, yeah. which is a good and a bad thing because there are people up there that really need to leave the hill. <laughs> they need Experience. to see. They need to see like salt water. Um, but uh, seriously, amazing place. Wide range of properties, um, but obviously Capitol Hill is one of the most expensive um, neighborhoods in the in Seattle. Yeah. My other favorite, um, and one that I'm really focused on right now is is Greenwood. Hmm. Um, I currently live in Fremont, so I'm in this area a lot. And Greenwood, to me, is really, uh, you know, Wallingford has a lot of single-family homes, but they're in a price range that a lot of people can't afford. Wallingford's very expensive. So for most people moving into Wallingford, especially first-time homebuyers, they're looking at condos or uh, more townhouse-style properties down there. If you can afford a townhouse in Wallingford. Even that's very expensive. Yeah. But if you want a single family home, one of the most, the closest to downtown Seattle that still has a neighborhood um, charm to it, I think is a Greenwood. Mm -hmm. You know, it really has, it's very connected to Fremont, to Finney Ridge. There's a lot of farmer's markets in the area. There's a lot of shopping. There's just a charm to it. And honestly, there's some really good deals in that neighborhood still. There is. I agree. Um, so that's why it's competitive. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, is, it is very competitive. My only caveat to that as someone who was born in the Greenwood neighborhood is 
to be aware of the homes that are just north of 85th between Greenwood Ave and 8th because that used to be marshland. And if you ever drive it back there behind that Fred Myers, mm-hmm. the roads are just crazy wobbly and stuff, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, so just be aware that if you are looking at homes there, foundation is a big thing that you need to pay attention to. Good to know. Yeah. Cause that literally used to just be a big marsh. So, um, cool. What about some news headlines, Jason? I know there's some, some things that have popped up just, just in the last couple of days that we should probably point out to us fellow or some fellow Seattleites. I have two news. No headlines. way. Two. <laughs> it's your favorite number today, Jason. <laughs> so I just surprised. Make, make up my mind. <laughs> uh, this, and both of them kind of relate to what we've been discussing. So first off, they announced the, uh, uh, the, uh, Highway 99, so, uh, high, highway 99 tunnel is going to be told. <laughs> yeah, they're going to um, start tolling that thing finally. Yep, and the date it's going to be at 5 a.m. on November 9th. Now they're all used to taking that route. I know <laughs> Get that's ready why to start they paying. did that. I yeah, know. <laughs> exactly. The uh, cost is going to range from one dollar during the weekends uh, to two dollars and twenty five cents at rush hour. Um, you definitely want to have a good to go pass because if you don't have one, you're going to be charged an extra $2, which is like Jeez. a 100% surcharge. That's insane. It's the same as 520. Yeah. That's crazy. It's $2 that's... more if you don't have the, I... the wow. pass. Yeah. Yeah. I have the pass. So I never pay attention to the non-pass price, yeah. but that's crazy. Yeah. And those passes are not expensive. No, so it's if you so don't have it. one, go get one. Yeah. Save yourself some And money. they make a license, uh, like bracket, license plate bracket one. It doesn't work for the express lanes on 405, but otherwise you don't have to worry about putting it in your field of view or anything, depending on the car you have. Some Mm. people have problems with that. The other piece of news, and I mean, what great news this is. So we all enjoyed the Seattle freeze earlier this year. It was amazing. The Seattle squeeze. Seattle squeeze. (laughs) Seattle freezes year round. (laughs) Seattle squeeze earlier this year. So much fun. Oh, I just loved it. All the traffic and all the like, Armageddon era, you know, like it's the end of the world and then We're all nothing really die. I quite frankly didn't think it was that bad. It wasn't no. bad. No. <laughs> That's because everyone prepared. Yeah. Like I just, I remember do. the first day of it, it was like a Monday. I was like, there's no traffic. Yeah. Like, this is great. And then, yeah. And, <laughs> and then it slowly progressively got worse as the three weeks went I think on. We have and then to it was give back to normal. WSDOT and the Seattle Department of Transportation as well some credit. Because they do a great job of preparing us all. A lot of time is given, for, like a lot of notice. For these issues that are going to happen so that we can all prep ahead. So we can work from home if we need to, if you're able to, so that we don't try and drive through that area if it's going to be horrible. Because generally, they're really not that bad. Because yeah. if you don't have to be on the road, the people that don't have to stay home. Yep. But uh, yeah, so we're going to have a Seattle Squeeze 2.0 in January. But before that is like a mini squeeze for people who use light rail. So basically they're going to be uh, adding rail lines or something to some of the stations downtown. And if you go from, let's say, Northgate past um, Pioneer Square, you're going to have to transfer um, trains at Pioneer Square over three oh, weekends so in October and November. Because Northgate won't From be like UW. Or no, wherever. but if you're going through... Yeah, yeah. UW, I'm sorry, UW. <laughs> I, I'm, in my head, I, I drove by Northgate and it looks so done. Yeah, not well. Yes, that and also the the mall like Macy's is like the shell of its former self, which I think is just such a metaphor. <laughs> I was gonna say that's way too relatable. Yeah. 
<laughs> but you can see cranes inside. It still has like some of its walls, and you're just. Huh. I bought pants there <laughs> like two weeks ago. <laughs> but important alert: Bed Bath and Beyond is still open, so the coupons still work. And they Save don't. They're not all. doing sale Never on Never throw them away. Yeah, so Charlotte really needs a blender. So if anyone wants to <laughs> sell reach blender. out and she wants a Vitamix, slide into my DMs. Yeah, <laughs> awesome in Northgate. Yes, she needs a Vitamix. Instagram. <laughs> All right, so downtown, basically, if you're going on the light rail from UW to the stadiums or something, if you're going Pioneer through Square, Pioneer Square, yeah. Pioneer Square Station, you'll have to transfer at some point because yeah. they're going to be switching up. And tracks. they won't let bikes on. Because it's going to be it's going to be dangerous. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the show for today. Uh, Thanks everybody for listening. We will be back. I don't know a week or two. It's usually when we do these, and uh, hopefully we'll be just as entertaining as we were today. Oh wow! (laughs) All right. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.